0: Welcome to the podcast of School Beyond Limitations. In this podcast, you will learn how to guide your child through their school life with the intention to help them find their unique essence that will allow your daughter, your son to live a fulfilled and meaningful life. Hello, today I'm delighted to invite a wonderful colleague to our conversation and it's um Brian McHugh who has joined school beyond limitations about 2 years ago now i was i would say in exactly february 2 years ago we started the teacher training program and then in at the end of august he joined us as a facilitator at the second in the secondary school and welcome Brian
1: thank you martina thank you so much
0: it's great to have you here and i'm really looking forward to uh, speaking to you a little bit in more detail, because. I think it's always interesting to find out why you know facilitators leave other school contexts to join school beyond limitations so i'm uh, first and foremost wondering whether you would like to share a little bit of your experience before and what called you into um then the vibe of School Beyond Limitations? Mm,
1: certainly. Well, to give a little background, I suppose I think I've been teaching now for 14 years and uh, I started teaching English as a second language actually in Venezuela and uh, I returned to England where I received full qualification uh, teaching in the secondary schools there, uh, teaching English uh, as a specialism at GCSE. Uh, middle school and an A level equivalent, and I then went to teach internationally. I'd, I'd kind of had the uh, the bug for that since Venezuela, and and as a student, I was actually an international student as well. So uh, I went to China then and spent a few years until, of course, uh, COVID hit, and um, it was then that things were thrown up in the air a little bit, and I found myself uh, looking uh, for a new position, and this is where. I heard of School Beyond Limitations. Now, actually, this is strange, and, and it's still a bit of a mystery how I actually found out about SBL. My brother sent me a link. <clears throat> He's a teacher also. And he said, hey, check this school out. Because he knew I was between between jobs. And I said, okay. I, I went to the website. I had a look. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I had a few other projects going on at the minute. I still undecided what my next steps would be. Uh, would be. I was still actually teaching with China as well. And uh, well, obviously, you know, things materialized and and I've been with SBL very happily for, as you say, two years now, but I've since asked my brother, where did you get the link to SBL? He doesn't know. He can't remember. And so it just, uh, the way I see it, it came to me from the sky, uh, just uh, by by providence, by good luck. And uh, so what brings me to SBL or what attracted me? You know as i say it wasn't an immediate thing I, I put i actually put it to the side for a while came back later but i suppose martina meeting you was a big big part of that because you know you represent so much i think the the energy and the um you know the the direction of sbl in terms of the pedagogy and the vision and the way that you presented it uh, to me uh really it, it just it resonated at the time and still does um you know your passion. I think for for this project is is really important, and I think without yeah without that it, it would um, perhaps not have been. It might have felt more like a risk. You know I felt the, I felt confident that you were leading it, and I also agreed wholeheartedly with uh, the vision. You know uh, personalization, student centred approach, uh, putting student well being really at the forefront. Uh, making that number one and that the learning will follow the growth will follow naturally after that you know ensuring that that the child is is secure and and happy and you know stress-free they can then actually move on to developing themselves academically holistically you know emotionally And, and of course that was a big part of everything the holistic approach it wasn't a singular focus on examinations, grades, preparation for university, you know, which every single school I had been to in the past, that was number one, you know, even if sometimes they didn't, uh, they pretended it wasn't number one. And they would say, yes, personalization is very important here. It's a student-centered approach. But actually, once you you get into the way things operate, you realize no, it's it's exams, it's it's grades, it's uh, parental pressure. You know, uh, parents who who want grades uh, above all else often. And and um, yeah, I think oh, there's there's more, I suppose. Also, uh, and maybe I didn't realize this at the time, but um, I as a teacher had been under a lot of stress. You know, uh, sorry, I keep going out of focus here, but uh, I think the demands on teachers as well is extraordinary, uh, coming from uh, demanding systems such as England and then the private uh, education system in China. Yeah, it's 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 just it's not an environment where. Where individuals can can really be themselves, uh, and I speak about teachers being themselves, you often feel the need to conform, to fit into a particular box that you know the school wants you to be, and um, and often that's that's disingenuous. It's it's not uh, real. <laughs> you know, it, it's a reflection of uh, outside pressures and and constraints. And I recognized in SBL. That the individual teachers were valued for who they were as individuals, and that's actually really quite 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 rare. I think, on the contrary, schools tend to oppress that individuality. They want to create uh, a sameness uh, among all of the teachers, you know, as if there is no individuality between them. But of course, there is, and 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 SBL embraces that, I think, in a great way.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. uh, Brian, what you're just saying, because uh, this is what we stand for, right? It's really appreciating the uniqueness of each single human being that is part of uh, SPL, its students, facilitators, and parents alike, but still by um, having some values in place, you know, Mm -hmm. and the pedagogy in place that gives uh, a clear direction. So, uh, And you mentioned something very important before, which I find um, extremely um, interesting to listen to. Um, And don't worry about getting out of focus, it's your camera. We know that. There we go yes that's better you you mentioned that there are so many schools who actually write about personalization and talk about you know individualization going and putting the student into the center of their attention and you're saying at school beyond limitations you feel this is really happening um what do you think uh, Makes the difference then at School Beyond Limitations? Uh, um, something you have already mentioned, but I think I would like you to get into more depth with that because mm. just to give an idea to the outer world, because there's so much you can write, but there's so much, it's so different what you do at the end of the day.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um... Well, I think some of the structural things that we have in place allow this to happen. So for example, eight students per class is a blessing. You you will not really find that in a traditional school, uh, partly because it's probably not feasible from a financial point of view to put eight students in a classroom and maintain a, a large building. And students, uh, sorry, schools, especially the private ones, They wish to operate a profit, so it's about maximizing that um, uh, number of students. And so, you know, even in a private school, say you have 16 or 20 students in a class, which is as good as it gets generally. um, You cannot, well, you're challenged further to, to provide true personalized individual attention to 16 or 20 or 30 students. So structurally, with only eight students in a class, we we are able to give that attention. But uh, even more so, it's it's about how we approach uh, the the learning opportunities that students have. We put their interests and their passions first, uh, and and we work from there. You know, we meet the student where they are, and we get to know them. We build a relationship, and it's from there that The curriculum, if you want to call it that, grows, and it grows from the passion and the interests of the individual student, not from a top-down approach where I come along and I say, look, this is what you need to learn. This is what you're going to learn today. This is what you must learn today. Uh, No, we we say, what do you want to learn? What do you want to learn? And it's it's just this simple switch. Uh, It sounds simple, and it is, but it's actually revolutionary compared to what happens out there in, uh, you know, the education system as we have it. And as a result, we, we don't have the conflict that normally exists, where students resist what they are being told they must learn, naturally so. And so, yeah, we, we, we do it like that. And students can follow their passion and they can have a love for learning. They can maintain their curious spirit, which, of course, all children have from a young age, but at a certain point for some reason or other, many tend to lose that passion and that natural curiosity. I wonder if it is something to do with the education system and the way it is. Yes, I think it is. And so we reignite that that passion for learning and, and where there are challenges, because of course they will still exist. Again, we meet the student where they are and we support them. We facilitate their growth, whatever that might be. It doesn't have to be academic. It might be emotional. It might be personal. It might be spiritual. Anywhere at all where the student needs that attention, then they can be given the space and time to to strengthen and to develop.
0: That's uh, beautifully said, uh, Brian, and uh, it it actually connects with what you said before, you know, when you mentioned uh, first, we need to look at the well being holistically of uh, the student of each student, because then Later on, you know, once they feel that they uh, there is a relationship that they are seen and that they can trust the facilitator, they will be also open uh, up towards academic studies and that doesn't mean that they are never open actually they are because intrinsically people are curious and you also mentioned that we do, of course, encounter also some um, you know. Uh, more complex situations, but uh, you mentioned about the shift of viewing or the shift of looking at things, you know, the, uh, changing perspective, just so that the student sees we are not here to a kind of control you punish you we are here to guide you do you have any example brian without of course making any names but do you have any example where you would say a shift has taken place within this student where you know uh yeah uh, m- a conscious uh change of of uh, behavioral change or new insights have just taken place or happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's happening all the time in different ways. Um, To pick out a specific example. Yeah, I suppose, you know, we have uh, older students who are coming from a background in the traditional system. And I I use the word, and this is an emotional, uh, emotive kind of word, but the word trauma, whereby, you know, they're conditioned by their experiences of the educational system. And often their relationship then with particular academic pursuits is, uh, is a little negative or it, it brings back some, some bad memories. And, um, yeah, I suppose encouraging students to make the connection between their own hopes and dreams, their own ambitions in life, their goals. To make the connection between those goals and academic pursuits, whereby they realize, oh, the, the 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 motivation is intrinsic. It's within me here. This is what I want actually, because I want to achieve X, Y, and Z. And so, yeah, there have been uh, cases of of students deciding to pursue more a more rigorous academic route uh, because they, they they realize that alignment is there with their goals. And so, I think that that is an example of just supporting someone to to uh develop a, a more positive relationship with with academic work um
0: yeah nice nice and brian you also mentioned before that you know you um encountered a lot of pressure within uh, traditional systems also in private schools because at the end of the day you need to meet standards you know mm. mostly uh on the basis of grades and uh, and, and so forth. So yeah. what impact, which impact did it have on you as a facilitator being, uh, collaborating, uh, experiencing, living within a nurturing context uh, that really cares about each and everyone as much, yeah, um, as uh, the students also as much, um, as the facilitators, so what would you say?
1: Yeah, um, this I think it all comes back to something I like to emphasize with the students uh, as regards their their learning journey. It's not about the destination; it's about the journey. And I think uh, when when you're in a traditional school system, there's a big focus on the destination. And when students don't come along with that same uh intention then there's conflict and i think for me the biggest uh, stress that i encountered in the traditional system was dealing with uh students who were struggling and who were rebelling against the system you know behavioral issues managing large classrooms um and then of course coming to the end of the year perhaps analyzing exam results and being judged on that as a teacher being judged on Uh, the results of the student based on some mathematical equation that uh, looked at where the student was maybe five, six years ago. And, uh, you know, the the system had uh, an expected outcome. And if you didn't meet that expected outcome, the student didn't meet that expected outcome, then, you know, you had to explain that, right? You had to justify that, or that's in the best case scenario, perhaps you weren't even asked to justify that and you were simply judged on the final outcomes but of course it's much more complex than that and if you're if you're butting heads with students who don't you know who aren't uh, don't have a buy-in to the system they never they never give their their agreement they simply were brought along with the current and of course they're going to rebel but um yeah, I mean in SBL now we have very supportive parents as well, and uh, the students they enjoy their school, they like it, you know. And this again, it seems like a small thing, but it's massive, it's huge. You will not meet many students in secondary school traditionally who say, "I like my school, I love my school, I look forward to going to school." You know, I value the the friendships and relationships I have with both my peers and my facilitator or my teacher that's rare Uh, and it's rare because the environment, the school environment is, is often so, so toxic, I suppose, you know, because of the stress, because of the pressures and often then because of the behavioral issues between students, it's, it's a very, uh, it can be very challenging. And I think it is very challenging for the vast majority of, uh, of students, but SBL, it's an opportunity for, uh, students to enjoy what they do, which is is just perfect, yeah
0: beautiful. and Brian, what do you like in three words goodness, <laughs> about all beyond limitations?
1: Well, I normally like more time to think about this, but we got we got uh, freedom, um, inspirational and growth. we we'll go. Wow. With
0: that. Yes. thank you brian brian so freedom inspirational and growth and this is reflected by Brian, by all the facilitators at School Beyond Limitations. I thank Brian for his time and for having shared his experience and his view with us for this first uh, conversation. Maybe there will be more in the future. I would love uh, to do that, Brian. And if you think that you would like your son or your daughter be exposed to such a learning environment where there is inspiration, where there is freedom, and there is mental growth and personal growth and academic growth. Then reach out to us. School Beyond Limitations may be the right place for you. Thank you, Brian, for joining us. Thank you so much,
1: Martina. Thank you.
0: At School Beyond Limitations, we support our students find their unique essence. Feel free to share the content of this podcast with other parents. We are here to show that your children can, indeed, bring their unique essence into life. So, reach out to us if you think that this is what you'd like your daughter, your son to experience. Or apply through our website. Also, leave your comments, your questions or your review about the podcast. Share it with others. And as you know, sharing is clear.